Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today, I've got Travis, my co-host. So today, we're going to talk about health and productivity. So uh, but actually, before we start, you know, we actually don't have a new intro yet. It's kind of funny. Oh, that's fine. I <laughs> like, mean, like, I don't have a new, in- like, you know how most podcasts have like a new intro, like a welcome to this show. Like, I actually haven't done the new one ever since I brought you on. Yeah, you're the you're the guy. So it's not a bother to me. Yeah. And I think these intros after a while, they've gotten kind of cheesy because everyone just uses like stock music with like a fiber voice. Like, hey, welcome to this podcast well you'll learn how to you know change your underwear in two seconds and you're yeah like, oh like oh okay like yeah i know it's a podcast i know you're just a guy making it in your house so let's get to it so speaking of getting to it how about let's get to it so quick updates uh what are you up to man a lot of big things happened in this last week uh some good and some bad and some more good so i'll start off with some good i started selling on amazon and it's been really big for me i actually had a 500 dollars sale one person bought over $500 worth of stuff, and we've only been on there for about two weeks. So I'm really excited about that. The next thing that happened is I hired someone off Elance to do backlinks for me, and I knew doing it, it was a mistake. I even, after I hired him, I actually told him to stop doing it, but he did it anyways. And I, I he assured me, he gave me my money back, and he assured me, oh, don't worry about it, I didn't put any links out there. And I got hit hard. My traffic from organic search went down about, it's about 25% what it was before. So the stories are true. Don't hire people to, off Elance to do backlinks for you. He sounded like he knew what he was talking about. He said he's going to, oh, you know, like I have my own PBN type thing, but turns out he's full of it. So you sent me a screenshot earlier this week and it was about your daily impressions, how it had this drop, right? And basically it dropped from say, 300 to like 100-ish? Yeah, you know what's funny about that screenshot? Yeah, it went from about 300 average per day down to about 50 average per day, back up to 300 for a little while. And that's because I told him to pause it. I'm, I wasn't sure if I wanted him to cancel or not. I'm like, hey, do you mind pausing all your efforts? And that's where the drop was. So that's when I realized, okay, you need to stop doing this. He told me he's going to take care of it and delete all the backlinks, but still don't waste your time. I think as an internet marketer, I needed to test it out myself because I've heard before other people say it, but you guys can see the results yourself now. Don't hire shady backlink people. It doesn't work anymore. Google's too smart. Yeah, it's like it's like when your friends tell you, you know, don't lick that double D battery, but you lick it anyway, so then you get zapped, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you can only I, learn thought, like that. I thought how bad can $80 worth of quote unquote SEO be? Which as a side note, if you ever really want to hurt a website, Elance might be your spot to go to hire some shady backlink people. I think it'd be, it seems like it's too easy to hire them and they could provide backlinks to my competition. I wouldn't personally do it because I believe in, you know, karma and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's crazy. So uh, I guess my update, uh, first one is I guess my fulfillment center wants to raise my rates. So what, what happened with my setup is that when I get a custom order, it doesn't go to the U.S. It goes direct from the factory. And so this month has been kind of more heavy on that side. So basically, they look at my past 60 days like, hey, you only shipped like, you know, five orders. We're going to raise your prices. But all the money's been coming from the factory. So it's like, ah, oh, like, like, how do I tell them I'm not just using them as a storage? Because so I think these guys make their money off the orders, right? They charge you like a $2 fee to ship something out. And if you don't ship enough, they're just like, well, why are you just using our pallets? So... Now it's just convincing them, hey, you know, I'm trying a bunch of new things and there's this other side that I don't know about that I need to convince them about. So 
What was it before? Yeah, they're trying to jack it to sixty dollars a month. Every little bit, though. Yeah, it's just annoying that they're like dinging you on this for like not shipping through them. But it's like uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll just call them out here and then they'll. Yeah, to... and that's one of those things. I always hate it when people kind of strong arm you. They've got all the power at that point. It's like, yeah, we're gonna charge you an extra fifteen bucks. What are you gonna do about it? And it's like, what are you gonna do? You you have a bunch of products sitting there, right? Like, yeah. It's like it's like ah, oh, I don't know. This is like what kind of makes it difficult when you don't live in the U.S. And then uh, you also have a couple other updates. Uh, you had some good luck with Amazon. Um, yeah, so I had good luck with Amazon. I, I kind of talked about that earlier, but basically we just put our stuff up on Amazon. It's been up there for about two weeks and we already had our fi- first $500 sale. And it looks like we've been getting almost a sale a day. So that's really exciting. Nice. So $500, are they buying like 10 at once? Yeah, they bought 10 of the same item. And I guess I'll just say they bought orange high-waisted dance shorts. And we're the only orange high-waisted dance shorts on Amazon. All the other high-waisted dance shorts are in black or purple. Or Are you finding the review process pretty organic on Amazon when you search, when like you list your products now since you've only been there like a week? Or do you find that... Uh, it's still kind of like a long grind to get people to leave comments on their products. We've only recently shipped out our stuff. We'll we'll see. Um, I I'll be surprised. I only recently put up reviews on Amazon for the first time, so I can't be too hard on other people that have never done it. Yeah, I've o- I've only done it probably maybe twice, three times in my life. It was like really really good, and I had to like just write something. I don't know. Who knows? All right. So uh, that's enough for our updates today. Uh, I guess we'll go into the main section where we're talking about health, productivity, uh, mindset, and business. So this topic is kind of something that Travis is more of an expert on. Uh, he's kind of one of those, you know, Tim Ferriss geeks. He's into body hacking, supplements, nootropics, things like that. So I'm gonna let him guide this conversation. And if anything goes too crazy, <laughs> I'm gonna rope him back. It's like little that little dog when you're walking a dog and he runs to the street. You try to pull him back. Yeah, that's gonna be you, buddy. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, where do we get started then? Well, I guess let's start off with some of the just the random best tricks that we both use. And I'll start off. One of the things that I've noticed and heard over and over again is using systems and routines is extremely helpful. For instance, the morning routine is a big one. You should in your morning basically have a set routine so you don't have to think about it. It's just on automatic. So your brain can focus on things that are more important, bigger topics. For instance, if every day you come in, you put your keys in a different place, your brain has to spend a minute or two trying to figure out where your keys are. But if you put your keys in the same spot every day, you'll never lose your keys. Yeah, that's something I do too. Uh, Every day I wake up at around like 6.30 or 7 and I leave my phone or my iPad upstairs and I just sit here with my laptop and then I like do some writing, some guest posting or anything that's critical that I need creative energy for. Otherwise, if I wait till like my roommates wake up later in the day, like I feel like my mind isn't as clear and the focus isn't there. And really, when I wake up like at six thirty, I have this like two or three hour window to really jam on things, and then it's and then it's like done. And then the rest of the day is kind of toast. Well, not really toast, but it's just not as intense as it could be. So one thing you mentioned also, kind of uh, besides system and routines, it was kind of like meditation and becoming mindful, right? Because I guess for most people, that may be more applicable. In some way, because like, because like you're saying when you first started out, like you made like you know maybe you don't get a sale for a week. When I get a sale for a week, I start freaking out. So like, how do you, what do you do with the mindset stuff for that? Because I have my own situation, but I don't know if it's always the right advice I would give people either. So you're talking about the the mindset or the actual act of meditation? Uh, I guess mindset first, and well, I guess how how are they related? Then? Oh, that's actually that's a great question. I'll actually say that I've been trying to do meditation for a long time. And I say try because I think up until recently, 
I wasn't really meditating properly. And I'll get more into that later. But so meditation is all about really being present. It's all about not thinking about the future. And I know that's hard for a lot of people, including myself, that idea of don't think about the future. Cause it's like, what are you talking about? I need to think about where I'm going to be a month from now or this and that. Because it's like, Travis, don't think about an elephant. What do you think about now? Yeah. And on top of that, I think, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think a lot of people see the hippie. Oh, be in the moment. People walking, backpacking throughout the world. Don't really own anything. They're like, well, I don't want to be like that. But the truth is that's not what they really mean. They mean be extremely present. So when you're, for instance, on a really great date, be on that date and really enjoy the conversation, enjoy whatever you're doing and be completely in that moment. So if you could think about like a person playing basketball, Michael Jordan, he's extremely mindful when he's playing basketball. He's not off thinking about, oh, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner today. 100% focusing on what's the feel of the ball, what's the flow of the game, what's going on around me. That's what being mindful is. And to me, meditation is 10 minutes to just sit there and focus on being completely present. Yeah, and so how do you know if you're meditating the right way? Because I've tried it a couple of times and I'm just like, am I falling asleep or am I just sitting here? And then when your mind starts wandering, that's when you know you're not doing it right. I actually recently bought the HRV, it's the heart rate variability monitor, which is awesome. Uh, it gives you basically a red light if you're off wandering around, a blue light if you're kind of meditating and a green light when you're really meditating. And the way it's able to tell is it measures your heartbeat but it actually measures the spacing in between the beats of your heart. What that does is, because a lot of people think, oh, well, if my heart rate's lower, that's good. Or if it's higher, that's good. Well, that's only part of the equation. You want a good, consistent flow. So you want the spacing between one beat to the next to be the same as that, the next beat and the next beat and the next beat. That's how you know that you're really focused. So for me, I didn't really know how to meditate until I bought that. I'm sure... There's other better ways to do it, such as looking it up on YouTube or that kind of stuff. Yeah. So how does this help you with business stuff when you use meditation or how do you apply it to uh, what you do? It focuses me way more. I Part of my morning routine is actually to do the meditation, the heart rate variability monitor type thing. And I notice when I sit down at my desk, everything's just a little bit clear. It's, it's hard to explain because it's you know my own personal human experience, but everything's calmer, clearer. Like, have you ever just walked into a room and you feel just calm, confident, and you feel like you can just almost kind of like you own the room. That's what it feels like to me after meditating sometimes. Yeah. So one thing kind of kind of interesting, I found that I don't know if it's the right state, but when I remove distractions in my space, when I'm working, I can get into that kind of state. I don't know if it's really the same thing, but it feels like, like, yeah, I'm just writing and then everything flows. and I don't have to worry about you know, what's going on with my traffic or, you know, what I'm doing with the podcast. Like, I just kind of focus because everything's out of the way. Do you, is that kind of like the same structure we're going at here too? Or? Yeah, no, I noticed that same kind of thing. Absolutely. It's kind of like decluttering your brain, decluttering your mind. That's what meditation, in my opinion, is. I'm a big fan of yoga. And I think it's kind of like decluttering your body. Because if you always have all these aches and pains, that's just as bad as a messy desk. Trying to get your body to be pain-free and feel good is just as important, if not way more important than decluttering your desk. Yeah, because what's that saying? Like how you think determines what you do, which determines what you get or something like that. And I guess it makes a lot of sense. And I think when you first hear this stuff, it sounds really hippy-dippy. I guess when I was younger, I thought it was really hippy-dippy, but now it's more like, oh yeah, I can see how that makes sense. But 
you know, some some of the stuff kind of gets out there. Though. Like, I would never buy a heart rate monitor like you. That's like so geeky. <laughs> oh, see, no, I, you, there's a uh, TED talk that this guy talks about it and he gets into why it's almost insane not to focus on this. They say that one of the best indicators when someone comes into the hospital of whether they're going to die or not is actually the spacing in between their heartbeats. So forget about whether their heart's racing or it's really slow. If their heart is erratic, the, the spacing in between, they're more likely to die, like statistically. On top of that, if you look at someone who's extremely angry, the spacing in between their heart rates is extremely erratic. If you look at someone who's in a state of bliss or someone that's around family or just happy, the spacing between their heartbeats is extremely consistent. And I guess another good way to talk about it is if you look at a kid on Christmas morning, his heart rate might be 120, but the spacing is going to be pretty consistent because he's in a very good place as opposed to someone who's riding, driving down the street and gets cut off. His heart rate's at 120, but the spacing is extremely erratic. He's extremely angry. So if you can hack your way to be able to control that spacing to some degree or at least know what it feels like to have good spacing, then you can make yourself a lot happier, healthier, and pr more productive of a person. Yeah, because I guess if you look at like, what is that, Maslow's Pyramid of Needs, you have physiology, physiology, how do you, whatever that word is, I just butchered it, uh, in the bottom of the pyramid, right? And then you have like emotions, sustenance, like food, and then self-belief, which kind of is the top, I guess. So anyways, yeah, I Googled this thing you just talked about. It's like Dr. Alan Watkins, TEDx, Portsmouth. So I guess some Bulletproof Executive will kind of link to this uh, in the show notes. Yeah, that's the, the TED Talk. In part two, around 20 minutes, is actually my favorite part where you kind of talked about just what I said there in the sense of high heart rate kind of indicates high adrenaline, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you have the spacing that goes in between the heart rates consistent. That means you also have high DHEA, which I won't get too geeky, but basically you can think about someone who's very focused and like kind of in a Zen, like a flow state and someone who's really pumped up, they both have high DHEA as opposed to someone who's extremely anxious, he'd have high adrenaline, but he has low DHEA or someone who's very depressed, he'd have low adrenaline and low DHEA. So you want to get your DHEA in check. DHEA is not adrenaline. It's like chi or what? basically it's a hormone in the body that contributes to flow and being in the zone and the best way according to this video and that i've heard to achieve it is through the heart rate variability monitor and meditation too i'm, I'm not against meditation but for me who's someone who's never taken classes on how to do it properly it was kind of a shortcut plus the cool thing about it is it gets you a big it gives you a big red light when you're off thinking in another place where if you're just sitting there with a pillow you might start letting your mind kind of wander, but you don't catch yourself for a couple minutes. Gotcha. So are nootropics a way to get DHEA too or? No, nootropics, there's a ton of different ones out there. We talked about a couple of the different ones already, and a lot of them are focused on learning and memory retention. There's a couple that I've taken, as far as the legal ones I've taken, probably the best one I've experienced is actually Siltep. It's probably the first neurotropic I've taken that I'm like, this is what a neurotropic should feel like. Because phenylparacetam and a lot of that other stuff, it kind of has the good with the bad and some of them just don't work. And I'm kind of like, I think it's one of those things you take it. You're like, I think I feel it. Am I, am I feeling it now? 
But with Siltep, I noticed that I was much more productive. Like I could just sit there for four or five hours and get work done. There was no, I need to get up and take breaks. It was just, let's get this work done. Yeah. Um, I took Siltep once, probably in March or so when uh, Ben was here, like the co-founder. He, he was here on episode 86. And I remember I had just shot like about us video that morning. And then I sat at a coffee shop for like eight hours and I just edited it in like one sitting without like getting up, going to get food. And it was just like one focus session. I just pounded it out. I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And I thought it was like a placebo effect or something like that. But after that, I, I never really bought it because getting it to Vietnam here is kind of a pain. I only take it on occasion. It's For me, it's one of those things that I take kind of as like a fun thing. So it's like maybe once every two weeks or something like that, maybe once a week at most. But I've been using it for about three months. But when I'm doing it, it's not when I'm doing creative stuff. It's when I'm doing, when I want to just create a list of things and just knock things off that list. So say you start out the month, you want to knock out your business goals for the next quarter or something like that. What I recommend doing is kind of letting your creative side figure out what you need to do. So maybe do the meditation type stuff, maybe go for a walk. And I do want to take a side note and say earlier, you kind of said a lot of it sounds kind of wishy-washy, like woohoo. But the cool thing about everything we're talking about here is it's not just some tribe or Zen people talk about. This is all backed by science. So you know it's it works. It's just a matter of accepting that idea that it can work too in the first place, right? If you're kind of resistance against this. And to me, anytime you have both Eastern and Western medicine or society saying, hey, this is something you should do, it's something you should look at doing. And that's with meditation, yoga, all kinds of that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, especially like things that are like, what, 2,000 plus years old. Like there's got to be some reason it's passed on for generations, right? Like it's not just like a Santa Claus. Well, actually Santa Claus is, <laughs> okay, I just contradict myself there. <laughs> but, but you get my point, right? Like, like there's a reason doctors pass this on and maybe, you know, you should start doing it. And of course, we're not doctors. We're just guys with microphones. But. Three years ago, if you would have been like, oh, this guy's going to get into yoga, I'd be like, no way. But the truth is, it feels good. When you're done, you're like, wow, I should do more of this. And I, not everyone has the same reaction, but as someone who's extremely, I'm, my muscles are very tight and like I need to stretch out and stuff like that, it feels great afterwards. Yeah, it's like when you hear yoga, you think like, oh, do you even lift? Like kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, but so uh, my roommate and a couple other guys are kind of into yoga now, I guess. They're kind of like doing their own things. And so I guess they've, you know, some of them can do like handstands now, which is pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, I just haven't, I've been lazy to go. Like I just go to the gym and then do my deadlifts, squats, kind of the big four. But then after that, I, I know what you mean, though, when you feel tight, especially like after you do weightlifting, like if you don't stretch, you, the next day you kind of feel all rigid. And when you're sore, you just, you just feel like, oh, like what am I doing? Which actually, to me, is one of the biggest hindrances on productivity. When my body feels tight, for instance, sitting down, for eight hours a day, like so many of us do, is awful, awful for your body. The muscles that are supposed to be stretched out are being contracted constantly. So when you stand up, you're actually in kind of a, a weak posture. You are put in a permanent posture of someone that's showing sub submissiveness. Yeah. There, was, there was a TED talk about this posture stuff, right? Like the power postures. Yeah. Things like that. But, but I guess the biggest thing I saw recently was this article called, I think, Smoking... No. Uh, sitting is the new smoking that kind of went around us in different circles. And I guess, yeah, like you were saying, 
you know, the frame you put yourself in is actually really conducive to other hazards that can come from not being active, basically. Yeah, and the TED Talk you were talking about with Amy, it's Amy Cuddy. I think your body language shapes who you are. And in it, she shows the science of if you can have a strong, very powerful body language, you'll feel strong and powerful. And if you have a weak and debilitating body language, you'll feel weak and debilitating. So that, and that's science. That's that's once again an overlap of yoga and science kind of coming together. Yeah, it's like when you look at like two dogs or cats play fight, if you just look at their body language, like when the dominant one wins, they're like, yeah, like who are you going to mess with? And then the other one has like the tail between their legs, their heads down, like their ears are back. And you can just tell from that, like the way they feel and the way they act. It's kind of based off what they think of their head and it translate into their body language too so yeah and it's like we're being put almost in a vice constantly if you don't take steps to correct this so we're being put in that body language that negative body language which our brain and our body despite what some people think are connected and we get that constant feedback so watch that ted talk and you'll see what i'm talking about but you should try to do exercises I'm not against going to the gym i love going to the gym but try to do exercises that promote positive posture don't just look at how you know cut your abs can get or how big your biceps can get well well, you're hitting on my five minute abs come on man your five minute abs well it actually it probably helps to uh against anterior pelvic tilt and that's one of the things with sitting all the time your pelvis actually becomes tilted if you think of your pelvis as like a bucket it actually becomes tilted forward so like the water would be spilling out of the front which causes a ton of back pain for most people that's why it's because we're sitting down all the time and now our pelvises are tilted. So abs actually help to correct that. So no, I'm not hitting on your ab exercises. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I used to work at my job, we had these like Aeron chairs that are like, what, $2,000 chairs. And like, you think it feels better, but you're, in the end, you're still sitting, right? And like, I guess it's even lazier because you feel so comfortable in these chairs. You could just like hang out there for like hours and then you're just destroying your body. That's probably why a lot of even like eye bankers, lawyers, like by the time they're like 50, they're just like destroyed. Yeah. Physically, mentally, and like emotionally. Well, another thing that I want to point out is happiness and productivity are extremely interlinked. So people, when I think of your stereotypical eye banker, I think of someone who doesn't really love what he's doing. He's just kind of doing it for the money and both have, so Dopamine's the key ingredient here. And the funny thing about dopamine is it's the same thing that kind of helps to make you happy and helps to make you productive. But what's funny about it is when you're happier, you tend to be more productive. And when you're more productive, you tend to be happier. Like if you ever encounter someone who's depressed, usually the advice is go out there and do something, you know, go, go get something done. So it's a really interesting dynamic how those two work. Well, it's like the cycle can go both ways, basically. Uh, you, you make more dopamine, you're more productive, which causes more dopamine to get produced. And then you go on this cycle of it. Or if you just hit your life, you end up, you know, doing drugs and hitting life even more and losing money and all that and stuff. And I so. think one of the problems I think I had starting out as an entrepreneur is a lot of people tend to focus on productivity and kind of neglect that happiness aspect. And that's sad to me because I've I've actually tried it. I've tried, you know, just sitting around just doing nothing but working for a couple months, right when I quit my job, that's basically what I did. I was miserable. And on top of that, I wasn't as productive. As opposed to now, it's like I let myself go out with friends every once in a while. And I let myself have a little bit of downtime. You know, don't overdo it, but 
I find I'm way more productive when I'm working too. And that's because of that dopamine. Yeah. So what do you define as happiness now that, you know, your store is doing well and you can have the time to do this rather than when you first quit your job? Like, how is it different now? That's one of the hardest questions. I've, I've asked people that a lot. It's one of the hardest questions to answer. But I think for me, happiness is not having to worry. That's what truly happiness is, not having to worry about monetary things as much. But I will say this, I've been neglecting the friends aspect without a doubt. And I want to, I want to be able to go out and meet new people and make new friends more. So that's probably what I'll define happiness is, is how many good friends I have. And sadly right now, the number is not extremely high because I'm constantly bouncing around. I have a couple different people that I can call and have great conversations with, but happiness to me will be when I have more friends that I consider good friends, not just a buddy to go to a bar with. Yeah, one thing I realized too is that happiness is always a moving target. Like a year ago when I left my job, happiness was just not sitting in the office, but now it's like actually being able to make X amount every month sure. like to not worry about anything. And then maybe once you hit that level, it's different, right? It's about friends, family, relationships, things like that. So, I mean, what we define as happiness maybe isn't what you as a listener should listen to, but I think just keep in mind that what you set today may not be the same as tomorrow, even once you get there. So, And the truth is, we're talking about this, but you should be happy. Everyone should try to strive to be happy right now. You know, you look forward to the things that are coming, but really, and I've gotten a lot better at this, I think personally, if you would have talked to me a, a year ago when I first was starting, I'd be like, no, 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 I'll be happy someday, but not yet. Where now I, I do appreciate a lot more. And that's actually, I think that's something you do as well as, Every day I start, after I do the meditation thing, I do a little gratitude thing. And this is another one of those like wishy-washy, hippie type sounding thing. But I just thank the, the universe, the whatever, the things outside of my control for how awesome my life is currently. Yeah, but, but I, think, I think it's hard though when you say be happy when there's like two or three days you don't make any sales. You're just like, oh, like, how can I be happy? Like I made no money. Like, Are you, are you eating? Are you alive? You know? All right, so it's a perspective thing. Yeah, and that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely have those moments where I'm like, I'm pissed off because of some stupid thing. But I think every once in a while, when you're really pissed off, if you take a second and you think like, wait a minute, my life's pretty awesome. For instance, with you, Terry, it's like, oh, I have this awesome podcast. I'm living in Vietnam. All this other stuff, pretty quickly, you're going to probably say to yourself, okay, never mind. I take it back. Um, I'm pretty happy. Because like for me, when I think about the podcast, I've just talked into a mic for two years, right? Like I don't really see, this is the way you see the podcast is different than when I see it, right? And now that you're the co-host, it's even different too, right? Like when you first found it, like I had no idea what it was like when you first found it. Like, I, I have no idea when most people find it. I have like what, 400,000 downloads on it? I have like no idea who half of the people are, are listening to this. I'll tell you the first time I joined the mastermind group, I was like, oh my God, I'm talking to Terry Lynn. This is so cool. <laughs> It's so that's one of those things. It's a perspective thing. And I think that's why it's kind of good to start your day out with some gratitude. You're basically just listing off the things you're thankful for. And it's hard to be pissed off when you start the day. And I don't do this right at the beginning of the day. I kind of have my whole little own routine. But when you start the day saying, thank you, whatever you want to say, I don't care what deity or anything you, you can say the universe, you can say God, whatever. When you say, thank you, God, for giving me, you know, a house, giving me this and just list all the things, it puts you already in that mindset of, oh yeah, my life is pretty good. Yeah. You just say like, you know, it's a beautiful day to be alive, you know, grab your balls, salute the flag and go out there and crush it. Exactly. And that's another one of those examples of, it's something that both Eastern and Western cultures have been talking about 
for a long time. I mean, like Christianity talks a lot about praying, obviously. So does science. If you look at psychology, which is a completely non-Christian based thing, they say, hey, yeah, no, gratitude actually lights up this part of your brain and it actually increases your dopamine, increases your happiness. So it's something I think that everyone should look into. There's no reason. Yeah, I think when you look at religion, like I'm not really a religious guy, but if you look at like... I'm not either. Yeah, no. But basically they're all trying to help you live a better life. It's just the doctrines that are in each religion are different, right? And sometimes they get taken the wrong way. But I think in the end, everyone's just trying to... It's like a guidebook on how to be happy. Here's what I think it is. Yeah. And if you look at the base tenets of any religion, pretty much, they're all extremely similar. And a, a lot of people will probably get offended by that, but you shouldn't. It's it's a good thing. In, in a good way, they're all similar that they want yeah. you to be a better person, you know, be nice to your neighbors, whatever, things like that. Once again, like backed by science. I'm not uh, a religious person either, but if you look at like the seven deadly sins, you know, um, gluttony and this and that, like don't lie, for instance. Well, if you think about it, if you avoid lying in your life, you're probably going to be a happier person. If you lie to someone, then your your mind's constantly racing like, oh yeah, what did I say to them? And what did I say to them? And then if you get caught in a lie, bad things happen. So if you kind of follow some of these base tenets, you'll have a happier life. There's no question about it. It's also about channeling that energy into something actionable too. Like say you want to make $200 extra a month. Well, you know, what do you do for, well, where do you find someone to give you 50 bucks a month? How do you find four people? And then, then you can break that down into things that can, you can actually execute on too. It's something that you need to think about, not just, you know, sit down for 30 minutes with a pen and paper and write down all your ideas, which is a great way to do it too. But it's something that when you're going for a walk, it should be in the back of your head. It should be something that you don't have to consciously bring up. And that's where the power of the subconscious and the think and grow rich type thing uh is interesting to me. Gotcha. All right, cool. So I guess let's wrap things up here. So uh, what would be the key things for someone here? Like A, uh, don't sit around too much. B, do some cardio. And then three, maybe pick up like yoga or some kind of exercise, I guess, right? Yeah. And the Oracle at Delphi, this is in Greek times. The Oracle is like this, supposed to be this person that can talk with the gods. She said, know thyself, which I believe kind of falls under the meditation. So you know, analyze yourself, see what you're doing with your day, see if you're going down a path that's a path that you want to actually go down, or you're just listening to all your friends. And the other thing that she said was nothing in excess. So, you know, we got lots of great stuff. I'm not saying to go off and meditate and do yoga every day for the rest of your life or anything like that. That would be, in my opinion, in excess. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So I guess uh, we've beaten this horse dead many times. Uh, about health and productivity. So I guess, Travis, uh, catch up with you next week. Yeah, just one other quick thing I wanted to add is, guys, I haven't received any email from you guys. So if you have any topics that you're really interested in us doing or any feedback at all, go ahead and send me an email at travis at buildmyonlinestore.com. Yeah, all right. Send them some love and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. If you've got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like your cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week.